Hi, this is Esti, host of the Friday A Public Affair. I hope you help us by contributing to WORT and you can also subscribe to the podcast. Bye. Six above sea level I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level Low power frequency radio modulation The big sound from underground another power No change, change without, without struggle. struggle No one in power ain't giving up nothing No change without struggle No one in power W-O-R-T, 89.9 FM, listener-sponsored community radio, Madison, Wisconsin. And hello, welcome to A Public Affair. I am Esti Dinur. In the studio with me today is a man who's visiting the UW-Madison, Fabio Feldman. He helped to draft Brazil's 1988 constitution, specifically wrote the environmental language. He's an environmental activist, lawyer, and political figure. And hello, Fabio. Thank you for joining us oh, today. Hello. Thank you for inviting me to come here. And um, thank you, Professor Karen Strier of uh, the Anthropology Department at UW-Madison for um, bringing Fabio, I suppose, to campus. Yes, yes, you're welcome. Thanks. And also to here. Well, Fabio, um, as I just said, you uh, helped draft the 1988 Constitution in Brazil. Um, I didn't know that the Constitution was rewritten, I'm, I'm assuming. But I, I, I'm assuming it wasn't the first time it was written in 1988. 1988. Um, tell us about, about that. Why, why was the Constitution rewritten? Uh, what was in it? And, and tell us specifically about the parts that you worked on. Okay. In Brazil, we have many constitutions, not only in Brazil. Oh. The United States, you have the, 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 only one constitution, and it was a model for many other countries. But uh, countries like Brazil and many countries of the South, you know, you have many constitutions. Even dictatorship uh, adopts some constitutions. This Bra- so just just a clarification when you say many constitutions, you mean that they were rewritten many times, yeah? Yes. Okay. No, yes. Before this constitution, we have a constitution that was promulgated by the military people in nineteen sixty-seven. Six-seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but this Brazilian constitution is. It's very innovative because it was the last step of the democratization of the country. You you have a After process. After something, 20 years or something of military yes, uh, rule? more, more yeah. than 20 years, almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Then, and the process was completely different because it was a very open discussion with the society about this. And it, 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 in this Brazilian constitution is the longest one. What I mean that uh, in Brazil and many other countries, you know, you have one constitution, 20 years later you have another one, you know. And, you know, even uh, non-democratic countries used to have constitutions like China and other countries. And this, as I, I'm saying, it was a new constitution. I think it was a very generous process engaging everybody at that time, almost three decades. And I particularly was involved in this question of environmental issues. I, I was at that time the only congressman who was elected based on the, the environmental platform, political platform. But I was involved in other issues like Indian rights and others. But the environmental chapter that's very new, very innovative. Uh, it was the first to mention the word environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had only two countries that had constitutions uh, mentioning environment or issues. It was Portugal and uh, uh, Spain. 
and it's uh, very similar to Brazil because it's the end of dictatorships and the new democracy and the idea to have a, a new constitution in the new democracy. Yeah, um, that's very interesting to me in t- at least two ways. One, um, you mentioned that it was the time that dictatorships were ending and, and throughout Latin America there were military yes. dictatorships. And in Europe too, like you mentioned, both in Portugal and in, in Spain, um, there were military dictatorships. Yes, um, and, and even in the, the communist countries, after the fall of the Berlin Wall, you have the same process of writing new constitutions. Yeah, yeah, so that's very interesting. But also, um, you're right that in 1988, there was very little thinking about environmental issues, if at all, really. And um, it's, so how how come Brazil was thinking about it and actually including it in the constitution? Uh, look, uh, we, our inspiration was the first big United Nations conference in the Stockholm, seven, mm. 1972. To be elected the idea as the country was discussing what we want for the future you know okay let's go there and try to to raise these issues then the brazilian constitution was a process of uh, two years discussing this and i always mention uh, in, in connection what you said for example the word biodiversity was invented by very well-known biologist, Edward Wilson, in 98. E.O. Wilson, the one that we know as E.O. Wilson? Yes. Yeah. In 1988. And our constitution don't mention biodiversity, but uh, the word is uh, genetic diversity. Why? Because the word is not invented yet. Then it was... uh, it was a very interesting process because when you see consumer rights, when you see Indian rights and many others, uh, new rights, new human rights, you know, we are able to include in the Brazilian constitution. Today, mm-hmm. I think it should be more difficult. Yeah. So the language that you wrote at the time is still in the constitution. It's still, the, yes. the constitution is still what it was. And um, Brazil has gone through um, many different uh, regimes, governments since. Um, Now Lula is the president, but just before him, Bolsonaro was the president. And um, I mean, the whole world is aware that Bolsonaro was a uh, very strong anti-environmentalist and anti-indigenous people, which the two, I think, go together, and we'll talk about that. But um, how? so there's a constitution, and then there's a person like Bolsonaro, right? So um, does it matter <laughs> that, that there is a constitution if if the president can decide that... Um... Uh, let me make a comment before. You know, the difference of the Brazilian constitution or even many other new constitutions and American constitution is in fact that uh, when you see the American constitution, it's very difficult to have an amendment to the American constitution. Mm-hmm. In Brazil... In other countries, it's easier to have amendments. Uh-huh. And this is a terrible discussion now, because if you open the discussion at the House of Representatives of the Congress, probably we will lose what we got 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, these questions that you are saying, it was uh, the question of the country, because first of all, it's like Trump in the United States. When uh, the, yes. the, 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 you... You take the power, you have to promise to follow the Constitution, to obey the Constitution. And Bolsonaro was against 
against in many uh, against some constitutional provisions then what was interesting that uh, NGOs and some political parts sued the government at the Supreme Court of Brazil and this is this is was one of the most important barriers 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 uh, to bolsonaro mm-hmm. not only environmental issues indian rights but you know uh, the supreme court during the covid played a very important role because you know bolsonaro denied the, the covid and he didn't vaccinate himself this is a worst example that we can have in the country you know the president saying that no we uh, he made he made some jokes that if you be vaccinated you can be transformed in alligators you know that, that's present <laughs> completely out of order out of order you know and uh, regarding uh, environmental issues and indian re- indian rights bolsonaro made a speech before he became president saying that the US army is much more efficient than the Brazilian army because US army was able to destroy the native people in the US and the Brazilian army is not so skilled he made this speech yeah. but the supreme court uh, did a very well job mm-hmm. because when the, 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 there are discussions about Bolsonaro not doing what is uh, determined by the constitution they the, the, these people went to the supreme court and asked the supreme court to de- declare the inconstitutionality of some measures of Bolsonaro mm-hmm. and uh, obliging the government to provide some activities but in the reality is not so easy because let me give you an example in, in the Amazon region, when we have uh, these problems of deforestation, in the last few years, what we are seeing is the growing role of uh, organized crime in this region. You know, it's they, they promote the invasion of Indian lands, not only Indian lands, pub- public lands, and uh, Bolsonaro stimulates the gold mining activities in these areas. Then it was really difficult, but I I, I think the election of Lula uh, was important because even being considered not constitutional, what Bolsonaro is doing, there is a expression, uh, uh, inconstitu- estado inconstitucional das coisas, is unconstitutional state of things. It's an expression that it's not Brazilian, it's a Colombian Supreme Court uh, idea that it's not only this or that, but all things put together are unconstitutional. But then it will be difficult because, you know, we are just seeing in the last four, four years the confrontation between Supreme Court and Bolsonaro. Mm-hmm. Every week, you know, it was very tense the situation. Even in, the, in the, the beginning of January that we have our Brazilian capital incident, you know, these people... January invade, 8th? No, they invaded the, 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 the building of the presidency, yeah. the building of the Supreme Court, you know, yeah. uh, the, the House and the Senate, and this, they tried to destroy everything. And Supreme Court issued some orders to put these people in jail. But it was tense because military people were in favor of these people. Yeah, again, like the United again. States and um, like Israel now. And um, you know, our talking about constitution, this is a very interesting issue in Israel because you don't have a, a written constitution. No? Oh, really? I guess I wasn't aware of that. You know, when you, you have, excuse me to make, make a comment about Israel because I don't know I'm 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 a progressive both in Israel and here I've But been supporting know, Palestinian uh, rights since age 14 yes. you can you can make comments no no, no. <laughs> and you know that, that when the, you have the creation of the state what's supposed to have a 
written constitution mm-hmm. in Israel, and it never was written. Okay, yeah, that I, I did not know that. Thanks for uh, expanding my... Uh, <laughs> no, it seems that, that, that when you ask me about this, uh, oh, uh, Brazil have many constitutions, because uh, the, this is an interesting question that, as I told you, even uh, dictatorships used to have constitutions. The difference in Brazil now that the way that you write in the constitution engaging people, and 30 years ago we have no fax, we have no internet. It was the first time that you have the involvement of people mm-hmm. in this discussion. Yeah. And this is important because Brazilian constitution now is important. The last ones was very unimportant. Unimportant, disimportant, unimportant. And yeah, and, and it's exactly the opposite of what's going on in Israel now. Yeah. I don't want to get into that discussion, but, uh, yes. but um, it's, it, I mean, obviously it's going against what the huge majority wants, and um, it doesn't matter to Netanyahu and his fascistic you know, government. Netanyahu went when Bolsonaro uh, took the presidency. There are very few head of governments and Netanyahu went because they consider themselves okay. uh, good friends. And you know, Trump, uh, Bolsonaro considers Trump one of his best friends. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, yes. <laughs> My guest is uh, Fabio Feldman. He helped to draft Brazil's 1988 constitution, which we've been talking about. Uh, he specifically wrote the environmental language. He's an environmental activist, lawyer, political figure. He's visiting UW Madison, and he's here in the studio with me. You are welcome to join the conversation. You can call us at 608-256-2001, extension 9. You can also join us on social media at Word Talk on Twitter or a public affair on Facebook. So, um, Fabio, I would like to go to one example of what happened during the Bolsonaro uh, time, and that's the Yanomani. Um, not long ago, we all learned that um, under the Bolsonaro government, um, they were, I mean, I, I think, the Brazil Supreme Court or someone, maybe Lula, uh, declared it basically a genocide against the Yanomani, which is not for the first time, of course, but it's shocking to know that this is happening right now. So um, if you can give us just a brief discussion of who they are and the history of them within Brazil since it became a country and... um, what happened more recently? You know, we, we, in Brazil, we still have uh, many Indian nations. Nation is, uh, yeah. uh, it's very controversial, and I explain why to use the word nations. But we have many ethnic, ethnic, Karen, ethnic. ethnicities. Ethnicities. I brought Karen, and I must ask her to help me here. And you know, uh, as I as I saying, you know, the, we have a special chapter protecting the Indian rights. The situation situation of Indian rights in Brazil and uh, it's different from U.S. because in Brazil we still have no contact groups. Yeah, yeah. We still have this. And the Yanomami is uh, the Yanomami is a good example because they live in the uh, in a huge territory in the border of Brazil and Venezuela, and they don't speak Portuguese. You know, it's uh, interesting, and for this reason, there was a strong reaction against the demarcation of their lands. Why? Because especially military people was. Concerned, concerned about uh, the possibility that they can declare themselves a nation independent of uh, the Brazil as a country. But uh, we had this demarcation. So let me just stop you for a moment and ask Karen to explain demarcation. What, what does that mean exactly in English? I think he's, I th- 
I think that what Fabio is saying is that these were the Yanomami don't speak Portuguese, and so there was conflict about whether or not to allow the, give them land rights because then they would declare themselves independent of Brazil. Yeah, but so demarcation means that I, 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 demarcation is they have the, their own area that no, is there. Demarcation theirs. is a constitutional process that you you must uh, follow in order to the federal government de declares declares mm -hmm. the land as Indian area, Indian reserve. So it's theirs. The location means, means this area means you is... have to prove that the Indians are there. Yeah. And in the case of Yanomami, they are nomad, mm -hmm. nomad, nomad people, and the, the territory is really very big, very huge. You know, it's a... Uh, there, there, there is this ongoing discussion of so much land for too few people. Mm -hmm. And the, in the states where we have some Indian reserves, there is a strong reaction uh, from the people who live there because in some cases they invaded some, some Indian areas, not in the case of Yanomami, but other Indians, and then they must leave the land. This is very, it creates a tension within the country and especially in this area. Then demarcation is a constitutional pro, uh, process and the, the anthropologists must uh, prove that the Indians are there, that they, 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 they are Indians. And this this was one of, of the most difficult challenges when we are writing mm -hmm. the chapter of Indians in Brazilian constitutions because uh, the military wants to make a distinction between cult, uh, Indians and acculturated Indians. That's Indians that are no Indians anymore. It's mm -hmm. completely false, but the idea is not to the idea, they have this idea against, uh, especially in the Amazon region, to have Indians located their, their lands. And, uh, you know, and uh, the, 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 we had the demarcation in 19, uh, 1992. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to give you, before the demarcation, there was these reactions against the demarcation. When I, there are simulation of a jury international jury and I was the attorney against Brazil government because they are not demarcating the area. And I lost because uh, when you read the genocide convention, you must prove that there is the intention to destroy a people. Mm -hmm. And I could prove this. You know, it, it, the, the, this genocide convention is written based in the Holocaust and what happened with Armenians in Turkey in the beginning of the last century. Then the, you have to prove this. Now it's different because as Bolsonaro stimulated the invasion of the... the gold miners? Uh, through the gold miners, there is not a easy but a possibility to, to, to judge... Bolsonaro by genocide, but you know, it's it's from a, a legal point of view is not so easy. At that time, when I I'm 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 act as attorney is different because as the Brazilian government is not demarcating the land, I could say, look, they are they are supposed to promote the demarcation. Now it's different. You have the land demarcated, it's considered Indian reserve, and you have the invasion for good miners, and the mining itself produced the release of mercury that is heavy metal, mm -hmm. and you have the contamination of the fishes, the rivers, not only in this area, but in remote areas because, you know, with the flow of the rivers. Water moves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what do we know about the the health effects of mercury and I'm assuming other um, terrible things in the water and, and the soil and the air from, from all this uh, mining? 
And uh, also, what happened specifically to make them no money? I mean, these pictures of, of starving kids. Yes, um, so th- th- this is, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, Karin invited me to come here to discuss my personal experience in the Constitution. To be honest with you, you know, we thought in Brazil that it will not be possible to see this situation, this starving children, because as you ask me, you know, from a constitutional perspective, it's completely unconstitutional and illegal. But the fact that uh, 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 the agencies who, which are supposed to provide medicines uh, to provide uh, apoyo, uh, health support support to the Indians, they they did not do this. Then you have uh, Indians starving, Indians dying, uh, Indian children dying, and you have another problem of the, the, the sexual harassment of young, young female, female? Yeah. Indians yeah. by the gold miners. Yeah. And the transmission of infe- uh, sexual infe- infections. You know, it's, it, it, it is a, a genocide, in my opinion. Yeah. But as uh, they, they still s- surviving, you know, from, as I told you, it should be a good case to go to the international panel the tribunal, hug. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that happening? Not yet. But it's in the works? My my opinion is yes. Now we have to get the information, you know. You must have a solid case. Why I'm saying this? I'm a lawyer. I joke nobody's perfect, you know, I'm a lawyer. You know, for <laughs> we'll forgive you. <laughs> Since you're an environmental lawyer, oh, you're forgiven. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, in fact, you know, when you go to the court, you must make a kind of a risk assessment mm-hmm. because if, if you win, it's good for the cause. If you lose... You are firming a precedent against mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, people are studying this because the situation mm-hmm. for Yanomami was horrible. I, I, as I am saying, we suppose in Brazil that it could not happen. And it happened under Bolsonaro presidency. Yeah. So how has it changed and how is it changing under Lula? You know, we have a... A polarization, a strong polarization in this election, very strong polarization. And Lula, uh, Lula uh, uh, assumes the comprom- commitment to observe, to observe human rights, uh, environmental rights, and so on. Now, you know, I think uh, Lula is doing what was supposed to do, and uh, the, he promised to demarcate other Indian areas because, you know, you have uh, uh, the demarcation of, of the Indian reserves uh, was very common during the Fernando Henrique presidency. Uh, Lula, Dilma, Dilma not with a different speed. And, and in Bolsonaro, we have no any demarcation left. No one. Hmm. Then we suppose that Lula will recover the process of demarcating new lands for the Indians. In, uh, uh, Bolsonaro weakened the federal agencies and the FUNAI. FUNAI is uh, Indian Affairs mm-hmm. Department here. Mm-hmm. It's the department here. You know? yeah. It's the equivalent of U.S. Yeah. Indian Affairs Department. To give you an idea, you know, uh, the FUNAI FUNAI was completely uh, not working. And the most of the people which was in FUNAI were military people. Yeah. Under Bolsonaro. uh, Under Bolsonaro. Yeah. 
then we hope Lula can be able to to do what must be done. But we have only three months with the Lula government. We have some dilemmas, to give an example. You know, there is a project to prospect oil in the Amazon River Basin. We are against, but the, the government... The president of Petrobras, Petrobras is the most important co state company, most important company in the country. And he's saying that we need to exploit these oil reserves. Then I think it will be not easy to, to, dis to, to, to discuss this with the Lula gov government. We are very hopeful, but with some doubts. Mm -hmm. What are the doubts? The doubts is... Uh, If Lula, Lula is facing some difficulties at the Congress, then to give an example, you have the Atlantic Rainforest that is considered uh, as much important as Amazon region. Karin, Karin had a project with the most important endangered monkey in Brazil. She can talk about this. And they changed it. Uh, this legislation, Lei da Mata Atlântica, Mata Atlântica Law, uh, 10 days ago and at the house. Then uh, we don't know how, how you be with Lula, you know, because uh, uh, it's similar to the United States. You, 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 it's approved at the house, then the, the, the law, project law is sent to the Senate, can come back to house, but it, it, uh, after that, the process is sanctioning or vetting the legislation. Mm -hmm. For us, it's important that the government can help us not to have the sanction of this legislation, because if came back, if comes back to the house, the veto can be deleted, mm -hmm. not considered. Then we see how how the government will. Behave, and Congress still has a lot of bolsonaristas. A lot, yeah. So Not a, at the Senate, a lot of uh, bolsonaristas, but in Brazil, United States, not such is not so different. The representatives of uh, rural people and the agribusiness are very strong at the Congress. Mm -hmm. Very strong. Yeah. So it's it's again like here. Like um, yes, exactly like yeah. the United States. Yeah, like the United States, like Wisconsin, which is also a situation like that, mm -hmm. where we have a governor who wants good, but he can't do it because there are yes, many Republicans. No, and uh, Lula is, you know, uh, I define Lula. Lula was a very important union leader. Uh, in Brazil, mm -hmm. but Lula, I, I, I think he has a world view of the 20th century, not the view of 21st century. Now, Lula is defending environmental issues, but with some difficulties in his own vision about this. I don't know if you, I'm clear. Well, you are, but what does that mean? Why do you think he's 20th century and not 21st? Well, because our issues, For example, especially we are talking about climate change in the last yeah. 30 years. You know, climate change was not a so important topic in the discussions uh, and uh, so on. Then, to give you an example, you know, in, in the period of when the PT, PT Parti, uh, Workers Party of Lula, they built big dams in the Amazonian region. Mm. Then uh, big dams are good if you if you have uh, hydroelectricity is much better than fossil fuels, thermoelectrics. But the impact on biodiversity is disastrous. Right. Then you know Lula, the, the, they 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 build very big dams in the Amazon region, and not Lula, but they, there are some projects to build new big dams in a river basin on uh, Tapajós River. And it, as I, I'm saying, it's better from the perspective of climate change, but from the perspective of biodiversity, it's terrible. Yeah. Then we don't know how this government will face these choices. 
Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You mentioned earlier that Brazil still has uncontacted people. Yes. Tell us, I think, you know, people are aware of that, but tell us more about it. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing to think that in the 21st century, um, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't know how to put it, you know, white people or whatever have, have actually let some people stay uncontacted and how? You know, there is a, a very difficult discussion and controversy about this because there are some people who, who defends that we are not supposed to contact these people. Yeah. Let them live there. You know, there are very important indigenists that are saying, let's try to, to give these Indians to live without any contact with the white society. They all, but there are other people who defend the, the opposite. Let's try to contact them in order to save them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, what is difficult, you know, especially in this region, Amazon region, you know, uh, it's very difficult to get there. But, you know, we have uh, invasions and when you, the contact with Indians, these Indians and whites, uh, uh, the, the contact produ- produces uh, terrible impacts on the health of these people. Yeah. And as in the questions of Yanomami, you know, if you kill the Yanomamis, you solve the problem. I don't know, I'm trying to, to see cynic, but you know, then w- the, 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 the guys who are defending the contact is to avoid that the other people illegally try to be with these Indians and transmit some diseases yeah. and, and uh, uh, habits like alcohol and others, you know. Yeah. Then it's a very difficult situation, but we have some, we know that we have some Indians in some areas. We don't know how many people, I don't, we don't know how they live, but we know they, they, that they are there. Yeah. And you have Indians in Brazil which which of whom 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 are contacted in the last thirty years you have some Indians that uh, the relationship with the Brazilian society is very recent it's very what Re- recent 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 yeah yeah you know then how uh, did that happen that suddenly they were contacted uh, you know uh, uh, some years ago you know Uh, the, the, you, 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 for example, you, the military people build a very controversial road called Transamazonica. Uh, yeah. And uh, the problem when you build this kind of structure, you are stimulating people to invade the lateral areas. Then uh, you, and even when you, they are building the, this road, you know, you had at that time, at that time, not so many years ago, 50 years ago, you had Indians that are uh, 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 not uh, accustomed yeah. to the, our society. Yeah, yeah. You have uh, pictures. Uh, Of this uh, of the building of the these roads and you have Indians begging for mm-hmm. food mm. in the road yeah then uh, you know when you build the infrastructure it's almost impossible to control yeah the, 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 the territory and it to avoid the the, the, the the process of invading the lands and cutting the forest. Yeah, that's very disturbing. And um, so we all know, I think, at least among our listeners, that um, 
the rainforest is being cut um the the situation is is very dire not just for brazil but for the world um but there's also the cerrado savanna cerrado is, tell, tell us about that you know brazil has uh, a large area of savanna and savanna uh, is very important from Uh, the, the biodiversity that we had there is a uh, biome with different characteristics of the rainforest, especially from a cultural point of view, because when you talk about rainforest, you have big trees. When you see the savanna, it's a complete different vegetation and wildlife. And savanna, uh, from a, top, a perspective of top topography, uh, It makes easy the mechanization of some plantations, especially soil. Then, you know, Brazil is losing large parts of uh, Brazilian savanna. Mm -hmm. Do the same process of the, the, the expansion of the agriculture and agribusiness. And it, it's not easy to raise... Uh, The, the, the importance of savannas, the Cerrado, because from uh, the imaginary of the people, not only in Brazil, even you, you, even in the U.S. or in Europe, when you talk about rainforest, you talk people make the direct relationship with Amazonia. Then it's not easy to 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 try to to save Amazonia, the Cerrado, Savannah, and you have another biome, that's Caatinga, that is in semi Brazilian semi-arid, and the vegetation is not very tall. You know, it's uh, when you see this from a cultural point of view, the people don't think these areas are very worth. Then it's more difficult to, to save the, the, this area from the point of engaging public opinion in, in, in the mobilization process. Yeah. But Cerrado is facing, the deforestation of the Cerrado is very impressive, like the, the deforestation of the Amazonian region. Mm -hmm. So we're getting close to the end of the hour. And uh, it's very distressing to know about that on top of the rainforest and, and the, um, the devastation of such important um, areas, like I said, for the whole world. Um, what hopes do you have, if you do? <laughs> uh, you, you know... Uh, There are many approaches to your question. If you see what happened in Brazil in the last 30 years, you can see that Brazil, when you see the environmental governance of Brazilian biomes, you can see that we had very important advances. In Brazil, we have a very strong civil society now. Uh, to give you an example, when uh, we have problems because The, the, uh, the Brazilian space agency is in duty in charge of monitoring the Brazilian deforestation. Mm -hmm. And when Bolsonaro tried not to give transpa transparency to the information, Brazilians NGOs organized themselves and now they can monitor all the deforestation. In all the deforestation and all biomes of Brazil. Mm -hmm. Then we have a good civil society. We have a, a important scientific community in Brazil. You know, Karin is an example because she's cooperating with some Karin and uh, uh, representing American Academy of Science are making some discussions and conversations with Brazilian Academy of Sciences about uh, protection biodiversity in the Amazonia. I don't know mm -hmm. details. Then from this perspective... We'll talk to her some other time. No, no, no. You know, uh, 
they they can talk with each other in the same yeah the 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 scientific level that yeah this is many of us can't <laughs> no because many countries don't have what Brazil have yeah. you know this the this scientific capacity you know it's not so good but we have Then, from the, 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 from this perspective, I am very optimistic. From the perspective of reality, I always say that our generation must uh, think what we did, what did not, and what we can try to do in, for the next years, and what will be the role of new generations, youth people, in order to guarantee for the future generations yeah the planet and yeah and when i mean the planet is the coast the oceans the rainforest the sahad and so on yeah well you said that there's monitoring of all the different biomes but monitoring is not enough right so what what happens as as a result of the monitoring no, you, you know this is the, the you raise the In my opinion, the most important question when you see bolsonaro government uh, attitudes to environmental uh, loss, yeah you can have a civil society, a good organized civil society, you can have scientific community given the procedures and the te- technologies. but when you have to fight organized crime, you need the state, you yeah. need the authorities. Yeah. This is the limit, because I cannot say to the civil society, other people, okay, if you have a gunman, this gunman destroying the Amazon region, let's uh, arm themselves to fight them. We cannot do, and we are not able to do. Then this is the limit that we have. We need the state of Brazil, we need the, the authorities to fight, especially the organized crime that is very strong and armed people. Mm-hmm. And it is organized crime. It's not just people going in and starting no, no. their own mining. And no, no, it's organized crime with relationship to drug de- international drug dealing. You know, you sell the gold and import the drugs mm-hmm. yeah you know they are uh, bolsonaro uh, in the bolsonaro government you know you have more brazilians with guns that we had before in brazil we don't have this culture that you have in yeah, the United States, yeah. but bolsonaro is stimulating this you know the access to gun arms it was simplified in the last years and most of most no part of the guns were legally bought bought What? but they are sell to the organized militias uh. <laughs> it's a very horrible situation then we need we, it's it's like covid you know covid in brazil the government was not uh, given the information about the deaths. Then the most important uh, uh, media vehicles organize themselves and every day they say, in Brazil today died this number of people. But as I told you, Bolsonaro at the beginning was, I guess, vaccination. Yeah. Only government can do this. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about civil society. And um, there is the landless workers movement in in Brazil, which has organized itself many years ago. Um, recently, I heard some I, someone I can't remember who, but someone that I tend to agree with um, saying that the MST, right? Yes, yeah, that they are one of the most important examples in the whole world of um, Uh, popular organizing and success is that true in your opinion is that true but they are changing because now you know they are producing organic products mm-hmm. then they they change themselves you know it's a, it's an interesting case because you know in the country now 
land reform is not so important as it was some years ago. Then these people are uh, are 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 skilled to, for example, to produce from a familiar mo model uh, farms. They are producing. Uh, new products, organic products, and with this they can raise money and give the opportunity to consumers in Brazil to have a more health food. Mm -hmm. And But this is a, a discussion that uh, it was raised three weeks ago, four weeks ago, because they invaded uh, an area in the south of Bahia, is a state, in a very and they invade a productive area that is owned by a, a very important Brazilian company. And in this case, it's interesting because the president of this company uh, made many gave many declarations against deforestation. And he's mm. a liberal guy, if yeah. I can say. And there, the, 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 what happened, there was a discussion that there is ongoing discussion about what will be the role of MST, Movimento Sem Terra, in this new Lula government. Uh huh. And, and we, we don't, don't know, know yet. yet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, we have about two and a half minutes left. Um, Summer thinks even less than that. But um, I want to give it to you. I have many more questions, but I want to give it to you to kind of sum up. Um, your thoughts or, or talk about something that I haven't asked you about that you think is important well, for our listeners to hear? I, first of all, I like uh, to emphasize how important to raise these issues here. Yeah. Because, you know, the international public opinion has a very important role uh, raising the discussions at the international arena in the international Negoci uh, negotiations on climate change and biodiversity. And as you ask me, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I have no choice not being optimistic. But uh, as the question of climate change, you know, the problem is the, uh, it has been very difficult to to show the society how urgent is what we are talking about. Yeah. Because you know that the, the rates of deforestation in Brazil is it's phenomenal. Very, no, it's, it's, a, it's really impressive. Yeah. But you have good projects, you have good people and this kind of alliance that we can have with national science academies, civil society, and some organizations like WWF, Friends of Earth, Greenpeace, are very important because they put pressure and give us political support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're saying that because I keep getting the requests for money. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's good to know that they are doing what they say they're doing. So. Yeah, no, no, they... they yeah. The, uh, we are surprised with civil society in the last three years, uh, yeah. four years. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Fabio Feldman. Um, he helped to draft Brazil's 1988 constitution and um, wrote the environmental language in it. He's an environmental activist, lawyer, and political figure. I really appreciate um, this conversation with you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Invite me again, please. Sure, when you will <laughs> next time. And thank you, Karen Streer, for uh, professor at the UW Anthropologist Anthropology uh, <laughs> Department. Thank you for bringing him to town and for bringing him here. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to uh, Summer and Jade and Patty. I'm STD Norwell. We'll be talking again next week. Bye-bye. Stay tuned for the funny boys. They're having their um, film festival show. They were making a lot of noise, but they're good now. So stay tuned. Bye-bye. <laughs>